All right, everybody. Thanks for listening to Mental Health Monday, where we aim to provide an open space for dialogues about a number of mental health topics and how folks are being affected on local, state, and national levels. Guests and topics on the show range from psychiatrists, psychologists, school drug grief counselors, and any other professionals in the field. Testimonials from those affected by mental health issues, such as students, veterans, first responders, and more. We also hear from folks who are organizing events around the community that promote or bring awareness to mental health issues, with the main goal being normalizing these mental health dialogues. As I mentioned before the break, we're in studio today with Michael Tanner, the executive director from the Lander Community Veterans Resource Center, uh, where he serves. He also serves as the uh, chaplain for the American Legion here in Lander, as well as the District 3 chaplain for our area. And we'll also be speaking today with Lori Tanner, the administrative assistant for the group as well. This is a newly formed group. I'm excited to say that I'll be involved with this group uh, going forward. Very new, but it's going to be serving a very very, very important uh, as it's going to be serving as a very, very important resource to veterans here in the Lander and Fremont County community. Uh, We're going to hear a little bit more about uh, how it formed and a little bit of background information on our guests today. But uh, before we get into all of that, how's everybody doing this morning? Doing very well. Thank you for having us, Vince. Michael, thanks for coming in. Doing really good. Thank you, Vince. Lori, uh, just appreciate both of you coming in today to talk about this. Uh, I'm really excited uh, uh, for our listeners to be hearing about how this group formed, um, why you guys saw the need for it, and uh, what it's going to be like moving forward. And then, uh, like I said, my involvement with it as well. Very important group that's going to be, like I said, (laughs) providing a service that's desperately needed in our area and in this state. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about some of those kind of alarming numbers with uh, the rates of uh, uh, suicide among veterans. But uh, before we get into talking about the group specifically, um, Michael, if you wouldn't mind just giving us a little bit of background information about yourself, um, you know, your, your time serving and then how you got involved with the, the Legion and why you saw the need to start this group. Um, I, I'm a disabled veteran from the U.S. Air Force um, and joined the Legion in, in 2019. And pretty much soon after that, uh, I was accepted to, uh, to uh, sign up as the uh, chaplain here in town. This was right after I had a catastrophic stroke. And immediately after my stroke, I got evicted because of the stroke from where I was living. And the first thing I did, first opportunity was to contact the Veterans Crisis Line Mm -hmm, at uh, 1-800-273-827, and within literally hours, they had me in contact with Volunteers of America, couple of other resources here in Lander, had me in an apartment, had me off the streets where I was safe. Would you say that that's a pretty common tale of uh, veterans who suffer some type of uh, medical issue and then are, are forced in that same scenario where they're getting evicted and have nowhere to turn? It is, if they reach out to the crisis line. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of veterans who are in those kind of situations don't. Right, and that that will come into a 
our discussion here a little bit as as to a large reason why this organization we're creating is so important. Anyway, after I got into the apartment, uh, to this day, I don't know how the word got out. But the the people of Lander were just incredibly awesome. Mm-hmm. For days and a couple of weeks after the, I got into that apartment, I'd hear knocks on the door. I, I'd do my best to get to the door, get it open, and there would be boxes of, of food, boxes of personal care items, other things. And all I would see would be the back of someone disappearing down the stairs out of the apartment complex. Yeah, they're not doing it for recognition. They're no. just there for you to help you in your, your time Correct. of need. Correct. Um, and I think that's a big that's a big thing here. A, a lot of Wyomingites, that's the way they are. We watch out for each other. Mm-hmm. And we do it because that's what we do. And it's done anonymously. And I think that's absolutely incredibly awesome. I mean, to to the whole community and all of you who are out there who were part of that know who you are. Thank you from the bottom of my heart. I don't know what kind of physical shape I would be in today if I had not had that help. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But one of the big things for me was the realization that I had to do something to pay it forward. And it took me a couple of years to recover from the stroke. I had to learn how to walk again. I had to learn how to talk again. Wow. Um, It was difficult. But by the end of last year, I finally found that I was ready and able to start carrying through my vow to pay the kindness that was shown for me by this community, Mm -hmm. to pay it forward back to the community to others who are in need. And I realized the most important population in town are our veterans, especially our homeless veterans. And we have quite a few of them here. People who are unable to reach out because they don't have access to the internet or a cell phone. They need help. Don't have access. And then, as you mentioned before, uh, a big part of our community is people uh, wanting to be there for others. But then at that same time, when you're the one in need, you want to uh, bear the brunt of it yourself sometimes. I know that's a mega common thing uh, mm-hmm. among, among, among veterans. Is it's hard to reach out. So even if there are the resources out there, uh, taking that first step and then s- saying, hey, I-, I could use this help. I could use a conversation. I could use these things. I was talking with a uh, National Guard member uh, last week. Uh, who did at least one tour of duty over in Afghanistan. And one of his main comments was that while he was over there, it slapped him upside the face so hard that if you need help, you've got to reach out. Mm-hmm. You've got to ask for the help. And then more importantly, you've got to accept the help when it comes. Exactly. And he said it took being in a combat situation to arrive at that realization because society says you take care of yourself. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Wyoming, you know, cowboy up. Mm-hmm. Well, cowboy up doesn't always work. doesn't always work and it doesn't always apply to every situation. It's uh, uh, definitely 
a, a scary thought to think that there are people out there suffering and, and, and knowing that there's resources out there available to them and they're just not taking advantage of it. And, um, you had that uh, overwhelming support from the community when you had a, the, the medical issue, the stroke that you mentioned, and uh, as a part of your way of wanting to give back to the community, uh, would you say that this is kind of why that was the the impetus for wanting to start uh, the Lander Community Veterans Resource Center? Oh, absolutely. Um, I've been a chaplain since 1987, having been ordained as a minister in 1986. And I have spent literally decades uh, working with with veterans and with uh, with a variety of families from a variety of walks of life. And I, I am very aware of the obstacles and difficulties that people very frequently encounter. Mm-hmm. And many times a lot of those difficulties are easy to overcome if the people know the help is there. Right. And so this is why I realized, here's how I can pay forward, pay this community back for its kindness and its, its compassion for me and do for others what this community did for me. And so this was the, the foundation for organizing the Lander Community Veterans Resource Center, because not only are we going to be servicing, providing services for veterans, We'll also be providing services for military members, both active duty and National Guard, mm-hmm. uh, their dependents, their wives, their children, mm-hmm. uh, those uh, veterans who are disabled, uh, who have formal caretakers. We'll provide support system for those caretakers. Uh, we'll also provide help for the community at large, people in need who need the services that we're providing for the veterans, the regular people on the street will have access to those same services. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So it'll be community wide, not just the veterans. And what are some of those uh, uh, services that you're all hoping, hoping to provide? So one of the big things right now in, in our community is about employment. Mm -hmm, Uh, mm -hmm. You've got a lot of people who are unemployed. You've got a lot of people who are underemployed. And so the state of Wyoming and the U.S. federal government both have several wonderful programs for retraining, for skill enhancement. And so we'll be bringing some of those programs in that will be provided to people at no charge, at no cost. Wow. There's also the homeless issues. Uh, We have homeless families living on the streets. Mm -hmm. Uh, Drive through the backside of City Park. In, in late spring through early fall. And you'll see families, husband and wife with children, living in a tent because they have no permanent residence. And it's everyone, it's very easy to uh, be on the outside looking in or possibly having judgment. But then, uh, like we said at the top of the interview there with your situation, it might have been someone who had a, a medical issue. And then next thing you know, they're, they're out on the street and you've got a family to pr- provide for. And now the whole family is out on the street. Right. So h- how do how do uh, they get help? How do they uh, find out? And it's, res- it's going to be resources like this then. Correct. And so we'll, no one resource service provider is going to be able to do everything. Right. But... The, the main key to this whole organization is 
cooperative teams, multiple organizations doing what they do best, putting their pieces into this larger pie. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And that pie is the help package we provide to whoever is needing it. Exactly. You can't be the whole thing all at once all the time, but uh, uh, facilitating that contact, getting people uh, in the right direction. Correct. And one of the uh, aspects of it too will be kind of that uh, peer-to-peer support, uh, veterans talking to veterans uh, with the uh, mentor agility sponsored by the Wyoming Veterans Commission. I find that a really really fascinating um, way to... uh, uh, provide these uh, support groups. Uh, could you give us a little more information about that? Both Michael and I are participating in the, I think it's the first formal cohort uh, through Mentor Agility. It was uh, 35 hours of self-paced material, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. followed by a one-week intensive, which was much more intense than I had anticipated. Yeah, yeah. And um, the group involved was just amazing. Some of them were voluntold and mm-hmm, were participating mm-hmm. from their offices um, during work t- hours. But I think everyone in that cohort, um, I remember toward the end of the sessions, I mentioned that if you're not going through changes, you're not doing this right. Right. And you know, the approach is the premise is that we all already know the answers within ourselves and it's not counseling, it's coaching. And it's meant to, um, draw out your, you know, ask questions and give that person permission to go a little deeper, maybe not, uh, you know, it's not a typical approach. So Um, And then the other piece of it is the veteran talking to veterans is it's a group approach using story and myth Mm -hmm. and which gives the individual permission to just kind of think off the top of their heads and share what a story or a myth might bring up for them, what it makes them think of. And that's sort of a tricky way into a deeper aspect of oneself that tends to bring surprising answers to come out in natural conversation yes. where, you're, where you're not feeling like you're in once again, no, no slight to uh, any kind of psychology, psychiatric services, but uh, it's not the most warm environment when you're laying yes. down on the couch or, <laughs> right. you know, for, for lack of better terms there. And then the other thing too, is to be able to have uh, uh, folks that you're talking to, that are like-minded and have been through those experiences. Uh, you know, if you, cause I, I you know, I, I'm not someone who I'm, I didn't serve our country. I wasn't in the military. So I have no idea what those experiences must have been like. And, uh, no matter how good of a psychiatrist or psychologist they could be, if they don't have that kind of firsthand experience to, uh, possibly talk to some, th- there, there's going to be a distance between those two and having those conversations. I, yeah, that's that's very I, cool that, uh, the peer to peer aspect is, there. Yeah, I think another title for this program, it could be Veterans Helping Veterans, mm-hmm. because that's what happened in the cohort. There's such a camaraderie and a feeling of shared experience that, uh, yeah, I think people surprised themselves and the rest of us with, right. with what came up and what was shared during that 
during those intensive sessions. But I'm excited uh, for uh, you to be taking what you've learned from those and then to be providing them to folks uh, as a part of this. And what are, along with that, some of the uh, other challenges uh, challenges and opportunities uh, about starting uh, the Lander Veterans Center? I think the biggest challenge we're having right now is the uh, trying to find a location. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, everybody in this town knows the... Uh, the difficulty about real estate, right? Uh, not only the availability of space, but the the uh, the cost factor of the space that is available. And for a very small, brand new nonprofit uh, that's going to need office space at some point, uh, it, it's definitely a challenge. Uh, the The other big challenge that that we're, we're looking at uh, along the same vein is. Uh, we want to establish a uh, therapeutic and healing garden. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And there, there's a wonderful factor that happens when somebody gets their fingers and, and their toes into the dirt. Oh, it's, that's 100% true. Kind of like Lori was talking about here a moment ago with the veterans, uh, talking uh, to veterans. Uh, it enables a journey of self-discovery. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I think that's kind of the hallmark of, of that program. Well, this therapeutic, this healing and therapeutic garden system does the same thing from a different direction. It allows that person to connect with themselves, mm-hmm. um, not to sound too new agey, but it's a way of connecting with Mother Earth. Oh, 100%. And in so doing, that, that's our roots. That's, that's our foundation. That's what we're made out of is, is what we've gotten from Mother Earth. And so by doing this, we're reconnecting with those aspects of her. And so we need to find space for that. And that's going to be difficult because we're going to need probably about an acre. Yeah, yeah. uh, Because the hallmark of the gardening is is that there will be a location in the very center for doing ceremonies for doing meditation. Mm-hmm. Having those group dialogues, having Correct. those conversations. Um, perhaps drum circles, talking circles, uh, coaching circles, surrounded by other gardens around it that have themes. The interesting uh, twist to it is that uh, – what we're intending is that everything we're growing will be edible. Yeah, yeah. And so not only will the veterans and anyone else who want to participate in this program get the benefit of the gardening work, but they'll have access to the produce. And then any excess would go to the local food bank. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, perhaps other Uh, programs here in the community so that the veterans are not only healing and helping themselves, but they're also helping the community at the same time. Helping the community. And then the other interesting aspect of that too is 
<laughs> you think about how many veterans, uh, I mean, you're, you're coming from a, a career and a lifestyle of having a, a, a daily chore, a daily mission, uh, stuff to do. So, I mean, if you're, uh, why, why not have your new daily chore, your daily mission being the gardening, being one right. of those things, uh, and then getting to see the fruits of the, the literal fruits right. of your labors at the end of it, uh, that you're like, Oh wow, I created something. I fostered something here. Right. And then we, we have a viable product at the end of it too. So that, you know, one, as I mentioned, we'd have various uh, themed gardens around it. Mm -hmm. And so one of them would be a gardening area for people who are in wheelchairs, people who are on walkers, who currently, I can't garden, I'm in a wheelchair. I can't garden, I'm on crutches, I'm on a walker. Well, here's an opportunity for them. Here's a raised bed for, for for, for this group. Correct. Exactly. And specifically growing the type of plants that they can reach from their chair. So they're not trying to grow a three foot tall plant that the bottom of which is three feet in the air and they could only get halfway up maybe right. the plant. Right. So by choosing what we're growing where in correlation to the theme, we now have, again, this holistic approach and a very hol- inclusive, yeah. Right. Holistic, inclusive um, outcome. Now, there's so there's potential issues there or uh, challenges with uh, having space. And we are about running out of time here today. So I wanted to ask uh, a couple final things here. Yeah. Namely, one, how can the community help? And then where can people find out more information as we move on? Okay, thank you. Um, as I mentioned, uh, our, our main challenges is in finding locations. And so uh, I would definitely appreciate contact from anyone who may have some ideas or some suggestions on that. Um, As with all nonprofits, especially new ones, uh, finding sources of funding is always a concern. So uh, community contributions would be very much welcome. And as we begin our operation, we can definitely use more volunteers. Uh, to help organize and then help out with the various programs and projects that we're putting together as part of this larger organization. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, As far as contact, uh, we have an email address. It's the Lander Veterans Center at gmail.com. Okay. Uh, Or they can call 307-330-6634, ask for Michael. And then finally, our, our brand new mailing address is P.O. Box 123, <laughs> Lander, Wyoming, 82520. And it's a very new group, too. Like you said, a website is going to be coming up uh, very soon. We're excited about that. Yeah, I hope, hopefully I'll have a website up within about a month. Well, uh, Michael, uh, Lori, just thank you both so much for coming in here today and talking with us about this. Uh, I'm excited to be a part of this. I'm excited to... Uh, uh, do whatever we can here at KOV and Mental Health Monday and uh, Coffee Time and, and County 10 to get the word out um, uh, about this amazing group. Uh, so this isn't going to be the last time you're here talking with us, that's for sure. And uh, just once again, thank you so much for this uh, amazing service that uh, you're going to be providing for our community. Thank you very much, Vince, for having us. We we do definitely appreciate you personally for your involvement and, and for the opportunity to be on the air. And, and again, I would very much like to thank the uh, citizens of Lander and, and the surrounding area for 
everything you do uh, to help your neighbors. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I would just like to uh, point out that regarding Cowboy Up, that attitude in Wyoming, it takes great courage to step out of your comfort mm-hmm. zone and mm-hmm. ask for help. So if you're trying to be... I think that's such a great way because it's... A cowboy and you're trying to be, you know, big, strong and, you know, there, not... There, there's, strength in it, there's strength in showing the the aspects of uh, that, that you may be perceiving as weak and, and, and addressing them yes, head on. It, that's, it takes great courage and it's... Uh, the right thing to do. So please reach out if you need help. That is the cowboying up is reaching out. Gosh, darn it. Well, thanks again to both of you uh, for coming out today. Like I said, we'll be in contact going forward and you can uh, stay up to date with uh, uh, the Lander Veterans Center. There'll be uh, a website coming your way here soon, but uh, we're going to take a quick commercial break and when we come back more coffee time after a quick word from our sponsors. <laughs> 